This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons, and of course Michael, sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. Do you still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Alright, welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. This isn't really, this is a bit of a departure from what we've been doing normally. It's the bye week in 2001 for the Patriots, so we thought we would do our own little bye week episode. So uh, we still have everybody with us today. Gentlemen, how are, you, how are you handling, how are you holding up with everything going on right now in the world? I'm sitting pretty. I'm loving it. Yeah. Well, you're sounding pretty. I wish we could quarantine all the time. Yeah, so who knows when this is coming out? Probably May or Still June. in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're should probably we, still in quarantine. Should we predict when the quarantine will end? Yeah. Yeah. Might okay. as well if this is in in the future. Date today is March twentieth. Yeah. So this is we as you can probably hear in our voices still the beginning. This is the first week of quarantine for most of us, I think. We still have hope left. So Steve, what is your prediction for when this will end? I'm going to say May 12th. Okay. Yeah, right. It seems like you put some, <laughs> some thought into that. I was just going to pick a, a number at random, but all right. So yeah, May I, did, I just picked the number at random. Oh, okay. Like longer than I think, but before my birthday. All right. All right. So you think we're going back to work on a Wednesday, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> all right, Greg, your turn then. I'm saying uh, July 6th, so after the 4th, we're wow. all coming back. You think so? Yep. That's a long time. Sure is, dude. All right. We've right. we got to flatten the curve. That's true. That's what they, that's fair, yeah. that's what they say. Yeah. I've been Mike. reading a lot of internet. <laughs> uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, um, it depends, you know, because they have the uh, they have this vaccine now, I think, for malaria that's supposedly doing some things. But I hear on the low that there's some side effects. So if they start injecting people with this stuff and then like two weeks later, other stuff is happening, that will definitely sway things. So I'm guessing nine weeks from now, whatever that is. All right. Uh, What are the side effects, Mike? Do you know? I think it's increased heart rate and having like, if you have some type of heart condition or something, it's pretty much not good. And if you have an erection for more than four hours, you should probably call a doctor. They have said that, but <laughs> I don't know if it's common knowledge. No, that's, that's a different drug. I, it might be the same. I don't know. What that's the, the one I, that's the one I hear are. about all the time. So I wasn't <laughs> sure. Is that fight off the Corona? Maybe I bet you they haven't even tried. It fights off a lot of things. All right. Well, somebody should tell Trump to give it a shot. <laughs> oh, he's tried it. <laughs> it might be uh, a good time to try boner pills. You know, you stuck it on. <laughs> a lot of babies. A lot or, of babies. Yeah. Or just yanking off if you're single. I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. think that this is going to be another like boom, like a, a baby boom? Two to three months of lockdown. Nice. Well, here's yeah. the other side is if you're stuck with your significant other for all day mm-hmm. could get sick of them might have, the op- might have the opposite effect Ooh. spike in so, divorces divorces in, no yeah, kidding of- yeah i didn't think about that man what's going to happen to the the our society all right who else has got some dates i think we're not going to have this lifted until november 2020 <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh boy! Monday, November second, dude. Damn. And I'm only I saying see. that because I'm still bitter about the Tom Brady news. And if that happens, if it's November, then I think the football season will have been canceled. So, what are the odds that we finish this podcast, the whole dynasty, before the quarantine's over? Um, eighty-three percent, thousand to one odds. <laughs> the whole the whole thing the every season yep oh um well we just discussed there's no end of the patriots dynasty yet so who knows 
<laughs> and if there is no football well i think season, we've discussed right. that wait did we decide it isn't it hasn't ended or it has, has i think it was, a, it was a split decision it has yeah. not i don't know i don't know but if, but if football doesn't come back being recorded because they'll never know stidham wins the super bowl we can go back here and you'll have egg on your face brother this is true when this gets released in november 2020 hey it's in the archives man so there are 361 games so far in this since I imagine if at some point, if we get desperate, we'll go back to the 2000 season. So 361 games. So we could record an episode every day and be here this time next year. Still releasing episodes. Yeah. So yeah I was talking went. to you guys. That's a no for me. Yeah. <laughs> me too. I'll oh, think man. about it. <laughs> Well, I'll be here because fuck you guys. I wonder what it would sound like with uh, you doing everything. Just me? Yeah. It it wouldn't be great. I don't think. It could be. I mean, you have a lovely voice. I've often said that. ASMR. It it would probably turn into that, yeah. You got a real face for radio, Andy. Oh, boy. Good job we're related. Well, he has a different face, Andy. But I see where where you're getting at. It's not a better face. I didn't say it was. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm just letting everybody else that that hasn't met us know it's not a better face. No I think problem. we've already decided yeah. weeks ago that the only person that doesn't have a face for radio was Mike and his beautiful haircut. Well, oh I'm right, the, right. I'm the pretty one of the family. Oh, pretty ugly, dude. Mike told me <laughs> I looked like Tom Brady. That's true. <laughs> On air. That's on record. Guilty. Yeah, but I think he was on PCP, though, so. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Those I believe that may have been scratched from the record, Andy. We'll have to talk about that. It may have, which means this may have to be as well. I didn't know <laughs> you liked to get wet. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So next topic. <laughs> All right. So um, because this is the, the bye week, I kind of wanted to do a little bit of you know what the Patriots would do. Want to look internally, just briefly, kind of do some self-scouting, as it were. Um, so a couple things I just want to bring to your attention uh, for our analytics, which may only be exciting to us, but uh, in all transparency, we have officially gone over 100 listens for an episode. It happened this week. so A single episode? One episode has 106. The first episode has 106 listens. Wow. Yeah. One of them's it, not it, even me. It drops off every time. <laughs> every yeah. episode from there on. Yeah, I don't know if uh, this is the best topic to go on air with, <laughs> but uh, you do you, man. Well, well if they've fun. made it this far, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. And so, uh, so congratulations for that. We've hit 100. Um. And I've also been kind of generally keeping track of when we say stupid shit, we don't know the answer. So I went back and tried to look some of that shit up. Um, I know it's not complete because I only did it sometimes when I felt it was super egregious. But um, some of the things that we have said uh, I have in here, I think we already debunked this, but Aaron Glenn is not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Allegedly, we don't know. Aaron Glenn, Aaron Terry Glenn, Glenn. Not... Terry Glenn, Terry Glenn is definitely the in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, Terry Glenn Greg, also. Can you check on that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <Stetic>? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not. <laughs> oh, okay, it was worth a shot. Wow, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, um, I believe we were also going back and forth on whether or not Terry Glenn got a Super Bowl ring. He did not. What? No. Did give him one? Confirmed, huh? Yeah, confirmed. Oh my goodness. How'd you figure that out? Uh, Somebody told it to me, so I looked it up. (laughs) And uh, yeah, he did not get... I don't know where I found it, but he did not get one. The fabric of the world just fell apart right now. Yeah. Uh, We talked about Curtis Martin and I had Andy get super garbled there. (laughs) Andy, take it back. (laughs) You just like went underwater, yeah, Yeah. and disappeared. Yeah, I said, how do you know? (laughs) My internet just... Oh, really? Because I've been talking for ages. Yeah. Kelly, 
We're live. Oh, I'm sorry. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is what I'm talking about. We're not going to make it. (laughs) Kelly just just walked in on a fucking happy hour live chat. Craig Brown's buck ass naked. (laughs) What is it? Butthole naked? Wasn't that it? Something wild. What is that from? That's from uh, Incognito. No, it was, oh, um, it was Gronk. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't Gronk. It was uh, what's his name, the wide receiver from the Ravens. Oh yeah, Smith. Everybody, yeah, yeah. Saying somebody was butthole wide open. So I don't remember what it was. Yeah, he's naked. the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can tell I've been editing the Christmas one for too long because it's all in there. Uh, let's see what else we talked. Oh, we talked about Curtis Martin and his poison pill in his contract. And we did a horrendous job explaining it. So I looked it up a bit more. Basically, the poison pill was a clause in the contract that stated that Curtis Martin would become an unrestricted free agent after one year if the Patriots matched the offer. And the Patriots would have been forced to pay like a $3 million roster bonus, which they wouldn't have been able to fit under the cap. So that was why they couldn't bring him back. That seems a bit more clear that time. And now, what was the? Is that what you were going to say last time before you went underwater? Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, and also, just a side note on that. While I was looking that up, uh, the Jets' general manager Mike Tannenbaum is regarded uh, in many circles as the guy who fathered the idea of the poison pill. So, of course, it was a Jets invention. I mean, it's a smart move. It is. That's a Belichick Fuck move them. too. You know. Yeah, you're show, oh, you're showing yeah. your bias again, Andy. Maybe. If Belichick did that, you'd be like, "It's genius." Of course, and I mean, he exploits everything. Yeah. So yeah, that definitely sounds like him. What are you talking about? They'd be like, "Oh, the rules are the rules." Wait, Andy, can you just admit that Belichick has cheated before? Can you say that? Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. All right. Now we're on the same page. So he's sent the rules. He's throwing. Okay. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> say Push how, the envelope. Whoa. Yeah. There you go. All right, we're all on the same page. You're growing. All right. Um, in week four, I think it was just me and Mike talking about uh, sacks versus Tom Brady and the the leaders in that. And we talked about how um, what a, what an episode that was, might I add. Yeah, I think that was the Dolphins one, wasn't it? I don't remember. That was the game that we talked about how we would never watch that game again. <laughs> oh, something just happened. Yeah. Is everyone okay? I think Steve now has coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, so we, we fucked up some of the, the numbers in that, too. I'm not going to bother correcting it. Steve, but, chill out. Right? What the fuck are you doing, Steve? God what damn you, it, Steve. You making not a fucking pizza back there? No, I'm getting out of the beer. Cool. You want to make a little bit more noise while you do it? <laughs> yeah, you could hear that. I was all in my kitchen. Yeah, yep. we could hear that. Andy thought you came down with something. <laughs> Pretty sure you have coronavirus now. Had it, already beat it. There it is. Oh boy. But Mike, in that episode, we were talking about uh, the number of people who lost their jobs due to the Patriots, if you recall. Oh, yeah. And I came up with a real rough back of the envelope number, did a little bit of research, and I came up with, in terms of coaches and quarterbacks in the AFC East, about 58 of them have lost their job. <laughs> due to the ongoing Pages dynasty. That's amazing. That's a lot. You think that Belichick feels bad about that? No comment. Okay. Hey, I have something. I have a quote from Terry Glenn about the ring. Did you see this? No, let's hear it. This is in 2019. He said, if they offer me one, I'll certainly accept it and keep it in my archives. It would be <laughs> nice. It would be nice to get one. Yeah. Wait, he said that in 2019? Uh, that's when the article was written. Oh, oh okay. No, never mind. 2002. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I read that. Yeah, yeah I was, I was going to say, I mean, we're not going to ruin that surprise, but yeah. yeah. Wait, Talk so about Terry Glenn in a bit. Dude, that's a bullshit. So Putin gets a Super Bowl ring and Terry Glenn doesn't? Is uh, that confirmed? Putin has one? I, I thought so. I believe Putin kind of took it. Right. Story. I think classic. so. Classic. <laughs> yeah, shocking. Right? I think it was an accident, Andy. I think it was a miscommunication in the language barrier. 
perhaps. Uh, I'm guessing it probably wasn't. It was just blamed on that. Do you think that Terry um, Glenn should have gotten one? I, I mean, we can, I guess, further assess after you go down your yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, do, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, the last thing that I had was when we had Connor on and we were talking all about kickers. He wanted to know kicker accuracy by distance and basically Goskowski is the more accurate kicker. Ouch. That's what I say. And then uh, in the playoffs, they didn't have it broken down by distance, but Vinatieri was a less accurate kicker in the playoffs too, surprisingly. Really? That's surprising. Oh, shoot. He made 70, just over 76% of his field goals. Really? And Goskowski's made 88%. Vinatieri didn't miss an extra point, but they were also from the two-yard line. He never missed one? Nope. Wow. Not in the playoffs. Oh, gotcha. He was 367 of 374 in the regular season, 98.1% which is still just very slightly lower than Koskowski's 98.3%. So, Koskowski, more accurate kicker, just in general. Hmm. In your face, Connor. <laughs> Indeed. So, that's all I had. I just wanted to clear those things, get the, uh, just get some transparency here. We're not perfect, but we're working towards being so. No, we're not. And if any of no, <laughs> if any of our listeners have anything else they want to talk about, um, Greg's email address is gdbrown something or other at gmail. <laughs> you're just gonna, <laughs> you're gonna throw my email? Yeah, yeah. If you have an issue with the podcast, email Greg. Now, keep in mind Ooh. that at R eight, by the time you send us a question, it might take us three months to answer it on air. But hey, it'll be answered. Yeah. yeah. Or you can you can hit up Mike Mello on Twitter at I don't know leave me alone. Yeah, um, that's what it is. Find me three four. Yeah, just the old <laughs> the old Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I write some doozies on that one. Ooh, can I <laughs> can I sneak peek my uh, incognito Jonathan Martin? Oh, I have a re- I have relevant text from that. Sure. <laughs> Jonathan Martin says, "What's your address?" To which. Incognito responds, one, two, three, four, go fuck yourself, place. <laughs> <laughs> he went with place. Yeah. Mm. yeah how, it's classic. How distinguished. <laughs> one, two, three, four is the best part. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, the, uh, the second part of this was going to be we're going to do some deep dives because I think that's kind of also what the Patriots would do. They would take a, a deeper look into their, their own stuff. So this is one that I had set up. We have talked a lot about Terry Glenn, but we haven't really gotten into Terry Glenn, the person, the man, the myth, the legend. So I thought we would do a bit of a deep dive on him next. So Terry Glenn, Terry Tyree Glenn, which I feel like is foreshadowing his middle name. Is that his middle name? His middle name is Tyree and his first name is Terry? Yes. Okay. Just clarifying. Yes. Terry that's, Tyree Glenn. That's tough. Born July 23rd, 1974 in Columbus, Ohio. That will come back to be important later. Um, we talk a lot about, I think, football players coming from rough upbringings. I think we talked about you know, David Patton and Troy Brown like being super poor and having to like work the fields and stuff to, to make ends meet for their family, things like that. They, Wait, what? I thought he was like shipping coffee. Yeah, like he's lo- loading. No, he's loading coffee on the trucks by the bagful. Yeah, it's not, he's not working the fields. What are you talking about? Troy Brown was. Coffee no, he fields. Wasn't. Yeah. No, he wasn't. Yeah. All Bro. right. Cool. Greg, we... have you ever farmed coffee? No. It's not as glamorous <laughs> as you would think. He was <laughs> unloading trucks, man. What are we talking about? Troy Brown? I don't know. Uh, the other guy. <laughs> David Patton. <laughs> David Patton, yeah. He was loading coffee on the truck. Wait, Greg, while this guy is yapping away on nonsense, can you look you that up, please? What do you want me to look up? Whether Just Troy, Troy Brown um, before football job. All right. Thank you. Okay. I, mean, I, I don't I, believe I you, the Andrew. Troy Brown biography, but sure. Well, the whole Did he write it? Um, it, sa- it sounded like he wrote it, yeah. Hmm. Well, Way to drill it, Mike. How come I've never heard of this? 
Because you haven't read the book. Yeah, I guess you're not a real Troy Brown fan. I guess you're not yeah. a real fan of the Browns. Hmm. I'm not. About that? And I never admitted to that. <laughs> this is true. In fact, he's admitted multiple times he's not a fan of, of these Browns. <laughs> I do love Troy Brown, though. All right. Yeah, oh, I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll uh, get you a copy of the book. I'm giving I'm giving up on the stat check because apparently there's Locked a Troy man. Brown in the NBA too. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's really. I don't take your word for it. <laughs> Just seems like a little bit made up on your end. All right, but. next next bye week we'll uh, we'll do a deep dive on Troy Brown on, on people's jobs before they made it. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Do you know that Kurt Warner was a was a bag boy? Yeah. yeah. Did you Did you know that <laughs> Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? I didn't. Wait, did he really? <laughs> Didn't Antonio Gates play basketball? Really? I think so. I heard something. Break, breaking news. <laughs> so anyway, back to Terry Glenn. This deep dive has gotten really deep so far. We know his middle name and when he was born. But uh, his... <laughs> oh. his his mom was um, on welfare as far back as he can remember, apparently. And his father left when he was two. Dude, we're laughing here, and you just come with that right after Jesus. Oh no, it, it gets it gets a little worse before it. It doesn't really get better. Um, <laughs> you, you will see what you guys can do with this. Uh, so he never knew his father, and when Terry was thirteen years old, his mother was beaten to death by a man she had recently met. Holy shit! Wow. Mm. Yeah. So here's where. Yeah, here it is. Um, She'd been killed on October 8th, 1987, beaten to death by a casual acquaintance who had been stalking her. Terry didn't need a judge or jury to tell him who was responsible. He knew that damn fat man. Kenneth Adams, now 33, was sentenced to 10 to 25 years after pleading guilty to involuntary manslaughter. So he didn't mean to. Terry Glenn says he liked her and she didn't like him. I guess that's why he did it. According to the article I found on people.com. So... Yeah, Glenn was 13 years old. He had a, a younger sister too because he, like from, it was like a stepsister, I think, uh, because he considered suicide but then thought that uh, there would be nobody to take care of his sister, so he didn't. So his sister went to live with her biological dad. Uh, Terry Glenn bounced around between aunts and uncles and stuff for a few years before finally one of his friend's parents took him in. Um, and it, they were like, you know, friends and play football together and stuff like that. And, uh, basically was raised by these people. And he says that football saved his life because otherwise like a lot of his friends are dead and stuff like that. So like dude had a rough, a rough upbringing. I think he was obviously good at football. I think that's pretty, pretty apparent by the rest of his career, but, um, he actually walked on at Ohio State, the Ohio State University. I think he got some other scholarships to play at like smaller places, but decided he was just going to walk on there. And at the time, um, there was a guy who would go on to play for the Oilers, who then turned to Titans, Chris Sanders. And another name you might recognize, Joey Galloway, were the starting wide receivers at Ohio State that he decided to just walk on at. Former but Patriot. He, Right, Joey Galloway for I remember one Joey Galloway play. And it's did he even make it out of training camp? He did, yeah. He made it a couple weeks into whatever season that was. I want to say oh six. It was those dark years of Right, I was gonna say if he can't make that team, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) But it was uh I just remember Joey Galloway. I think he ran the wrong route and Brady just like tore into him the entire time they were walking off the field. How many times is that going to happen with his new teammates? Oh, <laughs> too soon. We'll see. I know. I'm sorry. Soon. I can't help myself. So can I, uh, can I give you a factoid real quick? Yeah. Because uh, I was like, Columbus, Ohio, is that even like a high crime rate? Apparently, uh, Columbus has one of the highest crime rates in America compared to all communities of all sizes. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can you check um, Lawrence, Massachusetts, please? Thank you. Mm. <laughs> <That check. laughs> it, it's, it's, I'm sure it's on the list. <clears throat> so, Mike, so you, this is your brother in here, I guess. What you're saying? I, a, I, a I don't know. He, he seems like he's had a uh, a harder life than than some. 
It saw uh, it's it's lower than Columbus. Saw a fifteen percent decline in twenty seventeen. It's getting oh, better, Mike. What's going on? Yeah, I'm really proud. Of it. I just want to thank everybody involved for cleaning up the community. Um, I always knew that it was a beautiful place, um, and I'm just really happy to hear that, Greg. Thank you. I'm personally You're welcome. As it got better once Mike left. Yeah, it was slowly, uh, you know, getting better. I, I think it was, what was that, 20 years ago? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's great to see that. I was just well, blaming you for being shitty. I know, but I've also, like, helped out in the community, but I don't like to brag about that, so. I, I have, too. Lawrence? Yeah, I, I purchased drugs from Lawrence as oh, recently okay. as five years ago. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Once Greg stopped purchasing drugs, boom. Yeah, see? Yeah, that's... Those numbers seem to correlate. <laughs> Dude, the Lawtown Brown. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, back to back to our old friend Terry Glenn. Uh, so he walked out of Ohio State, and then uh, in his junior year, all he did was set school records with 64 catches, 100, uh, 1,400 yards, and 17 touchdowns, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, especially back then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and like his numbers were outrageous. Like his best game came against the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, nine catches, two hundred and fifty-three yards, which is a school record. I don't know if it still is. Can we fact check that, Greg? And his average was twenty-eight point one yards per catch. Mm. Four touchdowns. Oh, and a two-point conversion. So he was hot who, shit coming out. Who was throwing him the ball? Um, it didn't say, but I bet we could Google it. <laughs> I don't think it matters at Ohio State. Do they have they ever had a a real quarterback come out of Ohio State? Yeah, not really. I feel like they're all just like so, he said a real quarterback. Yeah, so I guess no is the answer. <laughs> so that was uh that was his his college career. He was you know he did eventually get his um. His degree from Ohio State. I don't know what in it didn't say, but um, after his junior year, he decided to declare for the, the draft, and he was drafted seventh overall by your Michael New England Patriots back in 1996. Yo, I got a name for you. All right, give it to me. Ohio State quarterback Tom Tupa. Which no, 84 uh, to 87. Yep, and I didn't say anything, but uh, when Sorry, we get to Mike. Tom Tupa, I know that we'll. We'll go over that nugget. Also, well, Mike what? Tom's Zach. All right. right. All right. Also on the Pats? <laughs> Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah. He's an Ohio State guy. The quarterback? Yeah. Wait, are these like literally like the biggest names? Yeah. Because yeah, just... none of these guys played with Terry Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> who was it? Who was that quarterback in the early 90s? Does it say? What is the early 90s? 92 to 95? Yeah. Bobby Hoying. Played oh, Bobby Hoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was probably who was throwing on the ball then. Right, yeah. Bobby. Because yeah, he came yeah. out in 96, so. Right. Yeah, no, he was good. Yeah, so Bobby. Glenn, coming out of school, drafted seventh overall by your New England Patriots, 96, by Robert Kraft, not by Bill Parcells, as we all know. Uh, let's see. Apparently, uh, Parcells was outspoken of his desire to draft a defensive player. And he was also outspoken about how he was overruled by team management, which we all remember. Something about, don't ask me to cook the dinner if I can't buy the groceries. Wasn't that the saying? Yeah. Great line. Yeah. That's, it's, it's one of the top Bill Parcells lines, I think. Wait, didn't we figure out what Bill Parcells' uh, actual name was? Greg, didn't you have that? Bill Parcells' actual name? It's not yeah. Bill? It's not no. William? No. I remember this. That's what happens when you listen to our episodes after we release them. Oh, yeah, it's Dwayne. Dwayne it Charles yeah. Parcells. That's the right. And tuna. And I'm pretty sure the reason he goes by Bill is because in school he was um, confused with another guy whose name was Bill, so he just started going by Bill because it was easier. Yeah, Insanity. So nicknames get made, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, your nicknames are never ones you want to have, because those don't stick. The ones you want to have don't stick. Mm. Right, Milo? 
Um, yeah, I can take it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, so there was all that uh, shit with Parcells and Terry Glenn. I obviously didn't like him. He made his displeasure known, referring to Glenn as she, after he pulled it after Glenn pulled a hamstring two weeks in training camp, and that forced well, quote unquote, forced him to miss the rest of training camp and the season opener against the Dolphins. Question. Now, we've all heard of that part, but did uh, Terry Glenn ever comment on Parcells' disdain for him? He did. He wasn't too bothered by it, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, because uh, I think the quote, I don't have the exact quote here, I don't think, but it was something along the lines of, um, I've been through a lot growing up, so that really didn't bother me. Oh, that makes sense. Worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I read that, I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, that, that, uh, do we know the, the player that he wanted instead of Glenn? Oh, that's a good question. I don't yeah, who was like drafted like right after him? I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the draft right now. Alex Molden, a cornerback, is the next defensive player. Regan Upshaw, the end. There's uh, no one really of name here. Who did the Patriots draft? Uh, like, what positions did they draft other than Terry Glenn that year? Because that would probably give you an idea of what Parcells was looking for. Well, but that is a good uh, lawyer Malloy. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. But Greg makes a good point though. If there's no other names, then it's not the worst uh, pick in the world. I mean, I guess yeah, yeah especially seven those. overall. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. This was a and, stacked uh, wide receiver draft too, though. Was it? Who else was yeah. in this? Keyshawn Johnson, Ooh. Marvin Harrison, Ooh. Eric Moulds. Mushin Muhammad. That was a stack. Damn. Yeah. Who went one Terrell overall? Owens. Damn. Good crazy. Lord. Yeah. Joe uh, Horn. Who went one overall in this that? draft? Keyshawn. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. So, um, I think Glenn held his own against all those wide receivers because in his rookie season, he recorded 90 catches for 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. And at the time, uh, those nine receptions were the most ever in a single season by a rookie in the, in NFL history. And it wow. was actually in Patriots history, it was second most ever behind Ben Coates. I think at ninety four or ninety six. So that's wow. all he did. Yeah, and that was uh, his rookie year. Was the the year the Patriots went to Super Bowl thirty one. Against the Green Bay Packers. Now, can I interject here again with you man? Par- Par- Parcells is kind of like a douche, though, then, huh? Because the guys rip it on Glenn. Mm-hmm. He basically helps the team go to the Super Bowl and then setting he- records. Yeah. And then he bails on the team with his disdain because Robert Kraft made him pick Terry Glenn in the first place, which turned out to be the right decision. Right. Yeah. That's oh, pretty absolutely. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's spiteful. Jeez. A little bit, yeah. Um, so then uh, that was 96. That was his rookie year. Uh, not much really happened until 99. In 98, he set the Patriots receiving record with 193 yards against the Steelers. Mm. So that's three years, two years into his, his career. 99, he led the team again with receptions with 69. Nice. Nice. 1,100 yards and four touchdowns in 14 games. Uh, I think, you know, injury troubles again. And then on October 30, he set the franchise records with 13 receptions for 214 yards against the Cleveland Browns. Damn. So I remember him being good. I don't remember him being this good. Well, yeah. I believe like I he's was having a Terry like, Glenn proponent there back in the day, and um, you told me that he sucked. So I believe you even said that he didn't have the capability of catching two touchdowns in a game. I think that was your direct quote. He has not caught two touchdowns. Well, he never caught two touchdowns in a game. Yeah, but you said he didn't even have the ability to catch two touchdowns. Now you just put words in my mouth. That's a tough <laughs> look, Andy. Yeah, I know. What the hell? Putting words in my mouth. I never said that. No, 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 I heard. That's what I heard. I was like, no, I know he's never caught two, but he could. Yo, I heard it too. a lot of things. Okay. I heard it too. Sure, you did. Thank you. See, all right. (laughs) Hey, enough of that. I mean, I'm on Team Andy. How do you have 213 yards and only one touchdown? Okay, you guys. Yo, fuck you, Steve. 
I know. This is so. How about this, Steve? You ready for this one? You you'll probably like this too. Uh, Terry Glenn is the Drew Bledsoe of wide receivers. Okay. See, <laughs> and I've said this frequently. Both of them could be in the Hall of Fame, given a couple of things here or there that might have been different. So. Given each other. Hey, could be. <laughs> because I mean, they had their chance. Yeah, they and they did pretty well. Now give him a bunch uh, more time, because obviously Terry Glenn hated Tom Brady. I mean, that was a given. He didn't even want to play with them. So <laughs> is that what happened? Yeah. So if, uh, that's what I'm told. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> your sources, huh? It's somebody that had sex with both Terry Glenn and Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Bledsoe. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm saying what I hear, guys. So it could have been curious where these voices are coming from. If if, uh, if if Bledsoe didn't go down, we we don't know what could have been. This is yeah, it's true. I've seen that argument pop up lately. Now that uh, Tom Brady is gone. Also, this is another tidbit that people didn't talk about back then. But Terry Glenn used to uh, stay at Drew Bledsoe's house, and they they would build a relationship <laughs> together. What do you mean stay? Go. Just like hang sleepovers. out, buddies. Yeah, sleepovers, slumber parties, pillow fights. You know. So huge. they they supported each other. It was a beautiful thing. You know, now, now when Actually, Brady does that with Antonio Brown, people are like, oh, he's a, <laughs> it's so great. But nobody's talking about Bledsoe back then. That was a humanitarian for crying so out So the sources I have said that uh, when, when Terry Glenn and Andrew Bledsoe were, were having their sleepovers, what they were actually doing is they were buying a case of Surge, the soda Surge. Okay. And they were going on AOL chat rooms at the time, pretending to be lesbians. What? That is very specific. <laughs> Playing NFL Blitz. <laughs> I don't know. What, wow, that's great. Sounds familiar. <laughs> huh? Imagine that. ASL? Question mark. That's right. Man, those were interesting times. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, right? Allegedly, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure both Drew Bledsoe and Terry Glenn learned a lot. Did they mention years. something about like cybering? Was that what it, what it was called? Cybering? This <laughs> <laughs> <Just, laughs> isn't real, right? Moving on. Just, you made that up, right? Made what up? The cyber chat thing. Cyber I think it sounds pretty thing. real. You, yeah. mean, you both made it all up, right? They didn't hang out together at Bledsoe's house. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to know. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. I don't want to hear allegedly. Just is there anything even alleging it? No. Or, okay. Right. I I'm gonna have to like look back on that, but I'll I'll let you know next time. All right, thank you. Is that football or not football? <laughs> Whoa! It's totally nice football. Yeah, totally. It's definitely not football. Hundred percent not football. So uh, '99 is also when uh, Terry Glenn's off the field stuff started. Uh, to kind of catch up to him. He was cited for speeding. He was three hours late for practice one time. That's why he was speeding. <laughs> I mean, three hours late's a tough look. Uh, he was also later accused of inappropriately, inappropriately touching a woman outside a nightclub the previous night. Mm. The previous night of his speeding ticket. And then after missing the game against the Buffalo Bills because of the flu, he was suspended for the season finale, the season finale by head coach Pete Carroll for failing to show up for treatment. Which um, is a harbinger of things to come, I think. Well, he's supposed to quarantine. Well, you would think, right? But I mean I'm I'm surprised that Pete Carroll actually disciplined. So that's that Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Pete Carroll is laying down the law, you know you've fucked up. Uh, but it was also, I think, the last game of the season. So, um, and then so 2000, more issues. He tested positive for marijuana and entered the NFL substance abuse program. Mm, he, such an abusive substance. Right. He also. Although, think about that. If you can function and catch balls and touchdowns and all this other stuff high, you're doing pretty good, man. I mean, I guess, look at Josh Gordon. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Stuff that he used to be doing while he was setting all those records. Now, have you ever, have you ever played sports high, Mike? Uh, you know, I probably not because I don't know what that feels like. Right. How about you? No. Allegedly. We'll talk Ooh. to you later. Do <laughs> uh, you think Terry Glenn got it from Lawtown? 
<laughs> it's a very good chance. Right? That's wasn't a possibility. He, wasn't he more into the uh, the Molly? I think it was called Ecstasy back then. <laughs> I think we'll get there. Wait, um, here's a question though. So now with the CBA, I think there's more lax like marijuana laws, and I'm sure that'll probably evolve over time. So I wonder like how many wide receivers that wouldn't have to contend with that would have been phenomenal given that they weren't in the, uh, the uh, program. We'll, we'll never know. Like Randy Moss. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. Terry Glenn could have been the hall of fame. <laughs> Randy Moss was phenomenal anyway. True. So, yeah, so he tested positive for marijuana and I think that came back. I think we actually talked about it a little bit in 2001, if you remember, because he got all pissed off about how the page, like he, I guess that came out the information that he tested positive and, and he was in the substance abuse program and it got leaked somehow. And so he tried to, I think, sue the league and the Patriots like never really supported him was his, was his thing. So that's kind of why he was sitting out at the beginning and the whole, uh, I'm hurt, but I'm not getting paid. And so I'm not getting paid. So I'm hurt sort of thing. Mm, I think it's more about money because if he, like he said, he's gone through worse. I'm pretty sure he doesn't give a crap if Bill Belichick stands by him or not. Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, speaking of money, in 2000, he signed a six-year, $50 million contract extension with an $11.5 million signing bonus. So, yeah, it's pretty hefty for back then. Right? So there was that plus the, the Drew Bledsoe 10-year, $100 million signing. You thought these two would be the cornerstone of your offense for the next however long. And imagine long what that would look like again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it would look like the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, yeah. How do you figure? <laughs> no? How do you figure? That's where they both ended up. No, I don't buy it. With Bill Greg, Parcells. Can you, Greg, can yeah. you check that? Bill Parcells. Yeah, yeah I just checked it. <laughs> They're right. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. That was at the tail end, man. So Maybe. I don't know. Here's the, they were different people back then. You know, perhaps they, they were in a spry. I mean, Paletta was what? Almost he was 36 or something by that point. Come on. Yeah, I've never seen a 36-year-old quarterback perform at a high level. So you're, yeah. you're on to something. Yeah, well, we're we're it's the first time we've ever seen it, Andrew. So bite your tongue. 36-year-old? Yeah. Drew, Drew Brees is 39. Nope. I don't believe it. How old Warren Moon was like 40. Nope. Sorry. How, how old was Joe Montana? When he oh, was, he, actually, he, he was pretty young. Joe Montana was probably like 28 when he retired. He, no, he I think he was like 30. Him. He was early 30s. Yeah, he, he was. Yeah, yeah, but wait a minute. This this current trend outside of, yeah, like the Warren Moons to the test of verdes, but like starting, starting quarterbacks, that, that hasn't really happened until recently with the Rivers and Eli Mannings and all that kind of stuff. So there you go, Andy. Boom. Well, you showed me. Thank you. Uh, but going back to what you were saying about uh, Molly, Mike, uh, in 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may have touched on this too. They were given, uh, he was given permission with Ty Law and Troy Brown to stay in Buffalo after a game up there because uh, they didn't want to fly in the bad weather because it's fucking Buffalo. Um, but they were given permission to do that on the condition that the three were back in Foxborough the next day for a team meeting. The players were later seen in a strip club in Canada and Ty Law was arrested for possession of ecstasy and they were also late getting to the Monday meeting. So... Um, that was also in Troy Brown's book, if you want to read it. He was probably the only apologetic one, I would imagine, out of all three of those players. You'd imagine. Dude, Troy like Brown was one assuming. of them? Troy Brown was on that list, yeah. It was Troy was Brown, at the strip club? Ty Law, and Terry Glenn. Wow, that would have been an awesome night to be on. Uh, imagine that? Can you imagine? It's always that's, the quiet ones. That's like us Brown brothers, really. Going out for a night. <laughs> yeah. I would probably be the, the Troy Brown, if we're being honest. Yes, Greg's Ty Law, since... Uh, you know, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> because Greg Brown's the one getting arrested for possession of ecstasy at the Canadian border. I guess I'll be the diva. <laughs> uh, so that was 2000. Pretty, uh, pretty entertaining. 2001, uh, we've kind of talked about it this season. He was arrested for assaulting the mother of his son. So that's not great. 
Um, and then was eventually, you know, we've kind of talked about it through the season. Didn't play hurt, hurt, maybe not hurt, maybe just being hurt because he's not getting paid and all that shit. Eventually gets uh, traded after this season. Spoiler alert to the Green Bay Packers in exchange for a fourth round pick, which turned into Jarvis Green and a 2003 conditional pick, which turned into somebody called Bryant McNeil. Yeah, I didn't think you'd heard of him either. Nope. And as part of that deal, Glenn dropped a series of grievances against the Patriots, which I think were kind of building throughout the season that we've talked about a bit and ones that Bill Belichick just kind of dismissed. Um, so he didn't play much because he had some injuries, some knee injuries, um, in 2002, but then 2003 was traded to the Dallas Cowboys, like we talked about, in exchange for a 2004 six-round draft choice. Right, so he did play in Dallas. Imagine that. How about them Cowboys? Right. He was reunited with his former head coach, Bill Parcells, Dwayne Charles. And, oh, it gets better. He started Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, can I I ask you this? How come? heading where you think it is. All right, but how come he like gets in trouble with the law? And I'm looking at like like nowadays with like Tyreek. Well, but, but like Tyreek Hill nowadays, like he's gotten into more trouble than that. Um, I think some of the same stuff, but um, that was confirmed too when he was getting out of college. How come he gets a pass? Remember his kid stuff too? No, but he's like to present day have gotten like a pretty good pass from the Chiefs, the NFL. What is oh, yeah. well, I don't give him a pass. I hate that guy. He runs a four two forty. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> and he can catch a football. He puts up mad points in fantasy. Yeah, he does. But I, I can't believe that the uh, in this mad day, asses in seats. I guess because the Chiefs uh, cut ties with one guy, they get a pass for the other guy. Who do they cut ties with? Um, the uh, Kareem Hunt. Guy. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, who is now playing for the. Browns. Browns, and I think he just got a new deal. He did. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so be mm. fast and strong, and problem wow. solved. So, yeah. So he was reunited. Terry Glenn reunited with his former head coach Bill Parcells, the other starting wide receiver for that uh, Dallas Cowboys team. Anybody want to guess? Joey Gallo. Uh, oh, Greg Brown nailed it in one. I got it. Nice. Yes. So playing with his old. Uh, Ohio State teammate, Joey Galloway. Terry Glenn would lead the team with 52 catches, uh, 750 yards, five touchdowns. Not too bad. He contributed to the team making the playoffs for the first time since 99. Now, what did uh, Parcells have to say about him after that? Talking um, shit a bunch of times? No. He I'm said, if I can't pick the groceries, I don't <laughs> And then he left them for the Eagles. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, uh, and then 2005. Guess who else he was reunited with, Michael? Um, I'll give you a hint. It's a quarterback. It's Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> what? Yeah, Drew Bledsoe. And oh, get this. He had uh, 2005 reunited with his boy Drew Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. 63 catches, 1100 yards, which was okay. the best since 1999. Yep. Seven touchdowns. Okay. And what did I say? 18.3 yard per catch average, which was first in the NFC. Yeah, of course it was first. Wait a minute. How (laughs) dare you skim over this and not apologize for putting me down about 10 minutes ago and in other episodes? I want an apology, man, because. For what? If they stay together that whole time in their prime, they would have been the Hall of Famers. Hey, Greg, can we get a stat check on how many picks Drew Bledsoe threw that year? Yeah. That's fine. 2005. Yeah. <laughs> or just just, just how many did. picks did he throw since he left the Patriots? After he left the Patriots. Look, it's a system too. You got to keep that in mind. If he, uh, same system, I'll tell you what, he same did. system. He did have Terry single Glenn. digits. <laughs> All right. He threw fifteen. Okay. Two thousand two, then 12, 16, 17. Okay. Well, again, we don't know <laughs> Belichick. Look, I'm an apology, Andy. This is bullshit. <laughs> I don't accept this. 2003, yeah. 11 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Oh. 
Right. Like he's older, man. Come on. Parcells uh, doesn't know how to run an offense. Dude, 11 touchdowns in 16 games. That's kind of brutal. Dude. 2005. With you know Terry what? Glenn. You know why that happened? Wait, 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 wait. wait let's double back. You know That's what was bad. going on? Dude, he, he was feeling depressed that, that, that year. And I don't even <laughs> want to go into it. You guys are just brushing it over. Like, at least give him some respect. Crying out loud. Drew Bledsoe is depressed? Yeah, he was feeling down that year. And I can't really go into it, but you guys should know about it as Patriots fans. Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. So, anyways, let's move on. I but... love it when Mike makes up facts. And I'm not making up anything. this whole podcast so much. All right. Well, take it as you will. So, yeah, he, he had a great year in 2005 on the field. Off the field, he uh, had another issue. He was arrested for public intoxication and public urination in a jack-in-the-box parking lot. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> well, that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's tough to judge that one. Yeah. <laughs> I have been people arrested for, for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2009. <laughs> oh, is this he real? beat you. This was 2009. Well, without the public urination, but yeah. Really? <laughs> Intoxication, oh, yeah. yes. Oh, it, was a, it was a perfect storm. It was like <laughs> Saturday night. We got home late from a away game. It was uh, there was a Snoop Dogg concert on campus. Oh, that's mm. and it was Game Seven of Bulls and Celtics when oh, they were like that series is unbelievable. So it was a perfect storm. Yeah, I, the, the cop didn't let it go. Right, and I don't hold myself accountable. Do wow. you even remember getting arrested, Greg? No, <laughs> but I was apparently like me and my roommate were like wrestling in the street. Well, it only takes one. What do you think? Yeah, it was a I wild know. ride in the morning. I tell you what. Oh yeah, did, yeah. I I feel like you've told me about the the drive home to campus from the police yeah. station next morning. What did Dude, you tell the police officer? Uh, I don't remember. So from what but you told I, me, you were in the back of the cruiser. You you were off campus at the, the police station. He was driving you back to campus. And uh, he was hammered down in the, the passing lane. Oh, yeah. There was a guy in front of you that wouldn't pull over or something. So you banged on the uh, the divider. With my head. Pull his ass over. I got plenty of room back here. <laughs> yeah. Because he had one of those chargers, too. And he was he was bombing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg wow. Brown, ladies and gentlemen. What a, what a bunch got, of misfits. I got to do that, you know, when they put you in the glass with the telephone thing. Oh, oh you yeah. got to do that? I got, I got to do that, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, my Who did you talk to? My roommate, he came to pick me up and I like put my hand on it and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, put, put your hand on the window. <laughs> Take it, it seriously. Like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, we don't condone any of that. <laughs> so, I mean, we don't condone Greg, anything Greg does, really. The only arrest in the Brown family. That's why he's Ty Law getting busted with the e-pills. Oh, Perfect. That's, that's true. Nailed it, yeah. Greg Brown apparently is the black sheep of this family. Who knew? Oh, we all knew. <laughs> Fair enough. Should have um, had a, when that cop brought him home, had a little talk with him and mom in the dining room table. What? We'll cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, was that for when you mounted the Chewy on the snowbank? No comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And that's a little chat about the decisions Greg's making in life. Mm. Yeah, I remember having to fucking deal with that decision by digging the goddamn van off of a snowbank. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so but you've Ter learned Terry a lot. Glenn. You've learned a lot since then, though, right? Speaking right? Speaking of bad decisions, um, there wasn't much that happened after 2005 on the fields. Uh, he didn't play much after that. 2009, he was arrested again for public intoxication and possession of marijuana. 2010, he was arrested for auto theft of a rental car. I don't know how that works. Is that what happens if you don't return it? <laughs> yeah. I, I've always thought I, that. Like, I guess. I thought they just charge you the, the price of the car. Like they do with library books, but then again, I'm the, the Troy Brown in this situation, so I have no idea. See, I heard a stand-up comedian say that one time he was late for a flight and he just like drove up to the terminal and just left it there and called the <laughs> called the place to was like, Oh, if you want your car, it's at terminal C. <laughs> <laughs> that seems 
And I that was like, you know what? Smart. I was, I was yeah. going to give you shit for that, but that's actually yeah. pretty clever. Yeah, he said he like, didn't get in trouble for it. So I was like, Wait, I should what? try that. He's yeah. in it or what? Yeah, yes. I mean, it was a stand-up bit, so he could be just making it up. That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so and then, uh, sadly, 2017, Terry Glenn died at the age of 43 following a one-vehicle rollover traffic accident in 2017 in Irving, Texas, near Dallas which left his fiance slightly injured, so she was in the car. Um, Belichick, though, when, when finding out about it, said, I think he was deep down inside a good person with good intentions and a good heart. Obviously, it's very unfortunate passing. I mean, it's just sad. It's a sad day. It's sad news. So, kind of rough. He uh, turns out there was, as you can probably imagine, uh, both alcohol and marijuana in his blood when that happened. So didn't really learn his lessons of the rest of the times he was arrested for all that shit. Did he uh, have kids, did you say? Well, it's funny you bring that up. I was just about to get that. He has seven children. Whoa. Yeah. Um, Five women. Not, not particularly happy either uh, because... When was this? Yeah, December 3rd, 2019. Uh, Terry Glenn Jr., his son, uh, died of an apparent accidental overdose at the age Jeez. of 22. Why this did you was, think this was a good idea to, to explore? Because we needed to talk about Terry Glenn because he's such a big part of this. And I, wanted you, I know we've given a lot of crap, so I kind of want to just kind of shed a human light on him. I know we get try to be funny a lot of times but like some of this shit like he went through some some rough stuff so did you find in any of all the uh, research that there was like a consistent person trying to help him out throughout all this um his girlfriend it seemed like was his his person for that mm-hmm. um they what is she she was a dallas county law enforcement officer i think um and they started several like nonprofits together um, that would target like uh, domestic violence awareness and, and things, which I mm. think probably stemmed from the stuff that he had going on back in like 2001 when he was arrested for assaulting. Where is mom getting killed? I mean, that's DV right there. I mean, that too. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it kind of followed him throughout all this stuff. Uh, well, that's the thing too. I mean, it's... Uh such a horrible start to life you know so uh i don't know it's a tough thing to shake yeah uh, especially with all the oh, tragedy. Yeah. i mean yeah so i don't know i mean i wonder if he tried to get help i, I don't know what he tried to do but that's extremely unfortunate yeah there wasn't I mean, a lot of about him talking about his personal life he was, he was pretty uh buttoned up about that he just like was not a guy who would open up he would try See, it once in a while but it didn't really I mean, uh, Andy and I kind of went over a little bit of the uh, mental health aspect of, you know, sports and then and now. And I, you know, so I won't go into it too much um, unless you guys, you know, want to share anything or chime in. But uh, I will say that hopefully things are a little bit better for players to reach out without having the stigma or um, issues that stem from that and just address some of the stuff. Because also on top of like dealing with a tragic past and, you know, you have all this money and opportunity that you might not have not had before. Um, I got to imagine that it's tough to navigate alone, never mind with, um, you know, issues stemming from childhood and whatnot. Yep. So, Can you imagine if a coach called one of his players she in this day and age? Yeah, yeah that's a rough one. That's what I'm just saying. Hopefully, you know, things are a little bit better for players to reach out and get the help that they need. Yeah, I mean, the whole mental health thing is definitely better these days, right? I'd hope so. I mean, I don't know if we're all the way there, but yeah, definitely better than it was like 15 years ago. Yeah, research about it too. Even things like CTE, like just understanding what it is and concussions and how they affect people. Well, the guy from the Cavs just came out and said he had uh, anxiety. Yeah. And like he he got a pretty good reception. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. And I gotta, I just gotta think all that celebrity and you're going through shit. Like, I don't know. I know that people, I mean, it's easy to say like these guys make millions of dollars and whatever, and we all have problems in our own way, but I can't imagine like having a camera in my face, following me around, um, having all the money in the world to do whatever I want and then restrain myself uh, when, you know, things don't feel that great. It's tough. I think it comes with its own unique set of problems for sure. Yeah, and like you feel like no one understands it either, right? Everyone's like, "Oh, you're super rich. Why are you upset?" Right. True. Yeah, and then, I mean, how I don't know how comfortable people are with reaching out to teammates and stuff too, because there's that like bravado stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that locker room wow. mentality of, especially with football too, of all the sports. So that'll do it for this deep dive bye week episode. Next week we are going to be traveling to Carolina. I visit the Panthers, the not very good Panthers. So this, I think, will have a lot of garbage time in it. Um, But we will find out next week on the Patriots Dynasty podcast. See you then.